And earlier I was talking about, I think when I started off the show, I was talking a little bit about books and uh, education, especially for young children. And we know that education is very, very important in uh, not only in our lives, but building up the economy and building up the nation, building up the world. And everyone deserves a free and fair education. But for most people in South Africa, it takes a lot of sacrifice to get an education. Now, in Mitchell's Plain, students struggle with gang violence and other social injustices, making it very, very difficult in an environment to succeed, but definitely not impossible. Now, my next guest is Melanie She's the co-founder of the Jorvan Outreach Program, a safe space for children in the community to learn after school. Uh, She joins me now with uh, one of the students, uh, Shante. Ladies, a very good morning to you. Thanks for waking up early on a Saturday morning. How are you doing? Hi, morning, Kenan. We're great. Hi. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. I'm also well. Thank you for not asking. Uh, now the Jovans, I'm just kidding, man. The Jovans uh, mission is to support as well as empower and provide opportunities to individuals who live in uh, dispiriting and unhealthy conditions in Cape Town. How do you achieve this, Melanie? Well, I think it also starts with making sure that, um, just excuse my voice, I'm just recovering from the flu, Keenan. It's nice and nice, um, yeah. The, that the learners realize that, you know, um, there are many children, not only in Mitchell's Place, but a lot of um, areas in Cape Town alone um, that are caught up in the cycle of poverty and hopelessness and violence. Um, but you have to take opportunities, you know, that are out there and not wait for anybody to bring them to you or to present it to you. Um, and I think this is one of the pillars of our of the outreach center um, that, that that the learners realize, you know, that this cycle that a lot of their families or friends find themselves in can't stop with them. Now, the Jovan Community Outreach, it runs a student center out in Mitchell's Plain, which is basically a safe space and a safe haven for disadvantaged uh, high school learners. How about do you choose who you are going to take into the center and what happens to assist with their schooling? Um, well, we have a, <coughs> we, we, Brian and I, my husband, Brian and I, we sort of worked out a program. We don't have a manual which we work from, mm. um, you know, so just going I got most of the time. So the school that I teach at, um, CEDA High School in Rockland, Mitchell, Spain, um, we see a lot of these students, you know, they work very hard, good intentions initially, um, but then every, everything else just weighs down on them. Um, chores at home, um, the feeling of helplessness and just thinking, you know, why should I do this? Um, so initially I approached the child and I encouraged the child to join the day to stand up program, which is the, um, which is sort of, um, a program that I run at school linked to the Chupan community outreach. Um, and my classroom then becomes a study hub during the day. Um, and besides just studying, we can talk about issues that the child that the child needs to talk to someone about or just get support when it comes to their tasks or whatever school or schooling they have. <clears throat> and then once we, I, I see that, you know, the child has now been coming to my class regularly, um, I call Brian and then we interview the child together. 
Um, and if the child still shows interest, we then ask to see the parent. And in most cases, uh, it's a single parent or it's a, a grandmother. Um, um, very few cases, it's a, uh, it's a full family where the child gets extra support. Um, and yeah, and then um, the child comes on board. Um, and most of the, the learners here then um, uh, chooses to stay at the student center. Um, so they will stay there from Monday to Friday. Um, and we just felt that this arrangement was much better because if the child goes back home um, to the space where there's no internet facilities, um, no research facilities, and just no support, and not always because the parents couldn't, or didn't want to, but it's just because maybe the parent was working most of the time or there's no financial assistance or there's there's always some reason or the other. Um, We just found that it was much better if the learner lives here during the week and then the learner goes home, um, you know, just to keep communications open with the parent as well. Um, They go on weekends. But now with the exams um, having started on Monday past, we have what we call lockdown. Well, what I call lockdown, Brian asked me to change it. Shanta's laughing here. But technically that is what it is. Um, So two weeks before an exam, then the learners don't go home. They stay, uh, you know, 24-7 and prepare for the exam. So then they will stay two weeks before the exam and then the two weeks, for the duration of the exam as well. I'd like to chat to Shante very shortly, but uh, before I get there, uh, you're talking about some of the students choose during the week from Monday to Friday to stay oh. at the at the student center. Does yeah. does 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 taking them out of their homes not disrupt their family life, or is it to benefit their educational focus? Yeah, look, that is why it's important for us to speak to the mother or to the grandmother uh, in this case and explain. So we invite them over to the student center so that they can see where the child will be, you know, and meet Brian and I, uh, and we explain the program to them. Um, and in most cases, you know, 95% of the time, the parents are okay with that um, because of, um, it, it's heartwarmingly when you see, you know, when a mother who really, really cannot afford because she's been earning low, low wages for 20, 30 years of her life already. And she sees this as an opportunity for a child. And then she agrees. Um, we do have some parents, however, who feel that they can't let go yet. So we also have a group of students who comes into the center during the week. And then we take them back home after the tutorial sessions um, every evening. If you have just tuned in, it's the Cape Talk Weekend Early. I'm Keenan Williams with you all the way until 6 o'clock. I'm in conversation with Melanie Fondaya and uh, one of the students at the Outreach Centre, Shante. And uh, we're talking about the Jorvan Outreach Program, a safe space for children in the community to learn after school. If you'd like to get a hold of them, you can catch them on uh, Facebook and Instagram or follow them. And lots of nice pictures there that Brian's posting, especially the jumping ones. I love those. Uh, you can check it out. Uh, it's the uh, at Jorvan Community Outreach. That's on Instagram and Facebook. And to email them directly, you can do it. It's uh, Jorvan Outreach at Talcom SA. 
www.kfm.net. But maybe you have gone through the program. Maybe you have been part of the initiative. Maybe you've heard about them. Maybe you'd like to get involved. You can give us a call on 021-446-0567. Talk to me about how it's maybe changed your life, how it's impacted on your schooling. And Shante, that's what I would like to uh, talk about right now. How has it changed your life? How has it impacted on your schooling and your educational focus? Well, um, I started when I was in grade 10. I joined the Jovan Athletes Program. So I sort of started um, at the Eta in grade 9. And then when I was in grade 10, Andy Maranaka Brian invited me to come and sit at the student center. And the change that I've seen is that when I was in grade 9, I wasn't a very focused student. I was, I was an okay student, <laughs> but as soon as I joined the program and I was taught um, how to be, how to study more efficiently and how to basically Focus. how to contact myself better, mm. and as soon as my confidence started to increase, my marks skyrocketed, and I became like one of our top students at the school. Wow. And, Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And um, without the outreach's support and without, like, having that training of, you know, them teaching us how to study efficiently and how to study together because if you are in a group of students, I am the youngest um, of three at home, so nobody really could help me with my homework at home and... No one sat up with me if I needed to study, and that would, that's what also discouraged me to study. So when I am surrounded by the girls at the outreach, then I feel more encouraged, and I feel more motivated to study. And I think that's just what happens with um, being at the outreach. And even now, we all, especially now with lockdown, as I'm and we see it, we all sit together and we all study together and you don't get inspired because there's always someone else also busy working. I think it is important to have positive peer pressure as well, eh? Because now you come from a community where there's lots of social ills and social injustices happening. There's gangsterism, there's drug abuse, and now you are having with all these young people around you, they are studying, they are knuckled down, and it just motivates you even more to do the same because now you're going to feel left out if you're going to be the mampara playing on your cell phone and they are studying for history for the exams coming up on Tuesday. <laughs> now, you spoke about that you started off when you were in grade 10. Which grade are you in at the moment? Oh, um, I am currently finishing off my BSc in biotechnology at the University of the Western Cape. Yay, look at you, eh? And you still at the outreach? Yes, I it's, am still part of the outreach. Yeah, it's like you can never leave that place. And then what happens <laughs> after that? Are they going to kick you out? Are you going to become part of the furniture? What do you want to do? Or can you volunteer your services to the outreach to try to help other young people uh, like yourself? Well, um, at the end of your journey, if I can say it like that, um, we do have this. We are taught that if you have been invited from the outreach, or any kind of help in like the your years of schooling, then we are encouraged to come back and help us as a student center, which is what I want to do. So 
yes, I won't be living at the outreach, but I will still be a part of the Jovan family by helping and tutoring and mentoring the younger learners. I think that's so important, giving back to the community and knowing where you come from. There's so many young people, and myself included, you get to a certain space and place in your life, you think you've made it, and you forget about the people who helped you get to where you are, and you forget about where you've come from, fundamentally. Now, talking about where you've come from, you're just talking about you just finishing your studies now and uh, big things and a bright future ahead for you. But let's go back a few years, Uh, go back to before you started off, uh, before you got introduced to uh, the Jovan Outreach Program. Talk to me about what your school marks were like and how it changed after that. Okay, so um, I come from a single parent household. So we are, like I said, um, three children. Um, my mother is an Aina, so she has a low-income job. Uh, anyway, at home, I never used to have access to internet and stuff like that. So um, when before I joined the program, like I said, I wasn't a very motivated student. I was doing okay, and for me that was fine. I didn't think I needed to do better or to be one of the top students at our school. I didn't think that I would actually go for like study further after high school. I thought I would matriculate and then, you know, the the norm. Like I need to go find a job and start earning money for our household and whatever. But. Um, like my marks, as, like as I said, I used to average like fifties and sixties, and I didn't think I needed to do more. Mm. And then, as soon as I started at the data center program, um, my marks increased um, because of the motivation and encouragement that Auntie Manaka Brian provides and the other girls provides. Shante. I just want to say that you one exceptional young lady there eh? and you are an example to the young people in your community, the young people at the outreach center. And when you look at yourself in the mirror a little bit later, don't look at how wild your hair might be because you just woke up and uh, we we got you up on the wrong side of the bed. Just look at yourself in the mirror and see that you are that exceptional young lady and that role model. And you are going to give back to your community. As you said, you want to give back to the outreach, but that young people are looking up to you and they are looking for that hope, especially when it comes to Mitchell's Plain, it comes to the communities on the Cape Flats. Much of the times they come from households very similar to yours, single parent households where they're not earning much. They might not have the resources available to them and they're looking for the hope and you can be that hope to them. Thank you. And no. Keenan, we hope to see you at the student center sometime, eh? I'm still waiting for my invite. I believe that there's a nice <laughs> mean <laughs> pot of food available and some nice dessert, and I'll show you some magic too. But if I can maybe get Auntie Melanie back on the line, because, uh, Melanie, I don't know if you can maybe just indulge me just for a few minutes about uh, a funding when it comes to the center. You're looking at uh, many, many students coming through there, walking through, some staying overnight, staying from Monday to Friday, others coming through. Uh, it, it is costly, and many of them coming from single-parent households. How are you funding all of this? Uh, the, well, <laughs> we, we need you know, financial assistance all the time. Um, we 
still waiting. We we've registered as a Section Twenty One. Um, that time, you know, when, when we had officially started the Jovan Outreach. Um, but then we had to change it um, a couple of years back to a PBO, public benefit. Um, and unfortunately, those wheels are turning very, very slowly um, in order for us to get funding from, um, you know, from our bigger corporate companies here in Cape Town um, or in South Africa. But otherwise, we depend on, you know, anybody, you know, and um, funding, um, like Brian says, it's not always, it doesn't always have to be monetary. Um, you know, we need to feed the children, and it's, it's medical bills. When they get sick, especially in winter, we need to take them for flu shots. Um, some of them, um, especially when they start university, because <clears throat> we have three of them, four of them now, they need spectacles. Um, oh, and these girls eat. Good gracious. They really, really eat, Keenan. Um, so, you know, if people can, you know, just go onto our website, um, have a look at what we do, um, get in contact with us. Um, but we always need um, some financial assistance. Um, this maintenance on the student center, there's electricity, um, you know, municipal bills that needs to be paid, transport costs. University students need to get to um, to and from university because um, two of them who are living here now travel to UWC. Um, the other one um, was at Damlin because she didn't uh, she didn't have the the fifty percent of the university pass, the bachelor's pass, um, to get in to a you know the normal university, mm-hmm. and then we had to send it to Damlin. But yeah, you know, it, it always it all just adds up, and then we also need assistance when it comes to tutoring. You know, people want to offer their services to come and assist to tutor the learners. Mm. Um, even if somebody comes and says, "Look, you know, um, I can come and fix the tiles on the roof." Um, so just basic financial assistance and I'm sure that the Cape Talk family is going to assist in that and to be able to get, a, I'm sorry to cut you short there Melanie but we need to get to ads quickly, uh, to get a hold of uh, Melanie at the uh, Outreach Center uh, you can email them, it's uh, jawvanoutreach at net, or you can get a hold of them on uh, Facebook and Instagram Jawvan Community Outreach